Welcome into another edition of the Godfather and Gorney podcast. My name is Dave Barry. I'm joined by the stars of the show, Adam Gorney and Mike Farrell. Guys, we're going to get to the 2022 class. Our rankings came out this week. But first, we'll talk college football. The ACC, SEC, and Big 12 are moving forward. I know, Mike, you wanted to discuss some teams to watch. Yeah, and also just keep discussing the Big Ten. You know, nobody seems to care about the Pac-12. Do they care out there, Gorney? Yeah, you know what's so funny is that uh, Big Ten parents are protesting at the thing, and they're writing letters, and, you know, they're suing, and there's attorneys involved. And out here it's like, oh, okay, well, the Rams and Chargers are on hard knocks, so let's let's focus on that. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, we knew there was probably zero chance of the Pac-12 playing. You know, obviously a lot of those states are – I don't even want to get into politics, but, you know, the Big Ten is a little different story. So let's focus on that. Um, Kevin Warren came out with his statement nine days after, I think, uh, the announcement, which said nothing. Right. Uh, and again, the hypocrisy is there that he gets to make a choice for thousands of student athletes. But yet, as a family, they can choose whether his son plays at Mississippi State or not. So it's really, really confusing. And, and they decided for him to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, the whole thing is just ridiculous. And, and then there was talk about a lack of communication. And now there's the 12-hour rule. You know, So normally, you get 20 hours of practice a week during the football season. So now they're going to cut that to 12. But it just makes no sense. You know, if they're going to get sick, don't let them practice, you know, or if they're going to, you know, if they're not going to get sick, let them play games. Don't do this middle ground. And, you know, the parents are still trying. Um, You know, Sean Wade's father at Ohio State was very vocal this week about it. Justin Fields had that petition that almost reached 300,000. But, you know, Warren came out and said, there's just... We've made our decision. It's time to move on. So now they're talking January. So the only difference I see between now and January is an election. And I don't want to talk politics, but what's going to be different COVID-wise that you can think of between August and January? See, Mike, when people say, I don't want to talk politics, it means they do want to talk politics. No, I hate politics. But no, it's, it's, it's become clearly political, and I'm not a political person. Well, it's, it's, I think it's political. There's no doubt about that. But I think it's also a liability issue. There's no, absolutely nothing other than liability that would allow Kevin Warren to have his son play at Mississippi State and think that's safe, but not allow the schools and the conference that he runs to play, not to play. I mean, it's only liability. Now, a winter season in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, all across the Midwest. Do you think it's safe to have players playing in January, February, March, any safer than it would be in September, October, November? It's probably way worse. It's the middle or the, you know, toward the tail end of flu season. (laughs) <laughs> and unless there's a miracle vaccine over the next three months that every player is willing to take, every school is willing to administer, I mean, this, then, then it's not going to happen. I, I just can't see a reason why, why arguing that playing in the winter in the Midwest and in the Northeast is safer than playing in the fall. Um, it, it's just not, I just can't see it happening, and it's really disappointing. 
And then if they and and like Nick Saban said, and which I sort of agreed with, although he didn't no, say it perfectly well. JV, uh, that's not gonna so, happen. So so playing in the spring means everybody that's decent enough to play in the NFL wouldn't play. And right. The Saban thing, I don't think he meant what he said. Like my 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 take on that was if you want players hurt, if you want players injured, if you want players on the sidelines doing dumb things, take every good player off the team that's a junior or senior and let the freshmen and sophomores play. And that's where the real danger lies, that people aren't ready to play, and then some mean kid hits a guy that just came out of high school and is, doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> mean kid. <laughs> um, no, I think he was taking a shot at the Big Ten, you know, just saying, yeah. listen. You know, we don't want watered down football on the SEC and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because if the SEC does end up canceling or postponing, he'll backtrack that and they'll try to play in the spring, too. But the spring was clearly a movement to, you know, again, a liability movement. You know, yeah. Let's push this down the road, kick the can down the road and see what happens. Now, if they do, you know, cancel at that point, it's cancellation in the spring. Then I think you're going to see a lot of lawsuits, um, you know. But I think you're going to see lawsuits either way. I think if they get kids get sick, you're going yeah. to see lawsuits, and if if they don't play, you're going to see lawsuits. Like you, you're you're deterring my ability to make a living at my craft. Um, you know, the the only good part about this is, you know, hopefully, you and I will be called to testify in numerous cases. <laughs> oh, I, I would love that. Yeah, as great. to the. Uh, yeah, but you get paid for it. Yeah. Um, you know, we are experts. So we can get paid for, you know, determining whether this kid had an NFL future or not. And, and I've actually been involved in cases like that before. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just going to crop up like crazy. So, I, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's it, it makes no sense. And they can't walk it back. It's too late. But it's just a shame. I think there are two questions here. Um, one do the do the university presidents agree with the conference commissioner because if they do then why is it justifiable to bring 60,000 students back to Penn State and have them live in dorms many of them almost all of them not as healthy or in peak physical condition like the football players are but the football team can't play why is that allowed if if you're going to say um, it's not safe for 18 to 22 year old men who are in peak physical condition, surrounded by world-class medical professionals to basically exercise outside with each other. But it is safe for thousands of kids to live in a, in buildings together and, in, and be in classrooms together. Well, then that does not jive, you know, that, that does not make sense. The second thing is I completely understand why these universities wanted their kids to sign liability waivers or consent waivers or anything else. I mean, I've, 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 I went to Penn State. I followed their reopening pretty closely. They have you know, agreements before they get to campus. They're asking the players or, or the students to quarantine at home for 14 days. They're having contact tracing. They're testing them when they get to campus. They're, there's random testing all around the place. Okay, fine. That's that's all great and all responsible. But a kid goes to a po off-campus party or McDonald's and gets sick there, and then sues the university. I mean, I think that's a little ridiculous too. So I completely understand what the universities are doing, 
But if you're if you're to say it's okay for all the students to be on campus, but it's not okay for players to exercise on campus, then that just does not make sense. And it's one of the many hundreds of things that don't make sense throughout this whole thing. Yeah, I think it's we could we could stop talking about the Big Ten now because it's just depressing. <laughs> did you guys hear? Did you hear the noise my body made like about two minutes ago? Was it a bone cracking? No, it was like a weird like. Not quite yeah, it's a gas. <laughs> it wasn't gas though. I'm I'm drinking something new. It's called cachava. It's a it's a new uh, meal replacement. It's grown on the side of a mountain in South America. The trick and, with uh, those, Mike, is to actually not eat the meal and the meal replacement. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> Plus, this is my breakfast, and it's twelve ten East Coast time, so it's just not working out well. But nah, again. The, the noises my body makes is just really uncontrollable. So just yeah. uh, disregard them if you hear anything like that. Um, all right. So the teams that are, I mean, the, the conferences that are left, we saw the SEC schedule, uh, yep. Big 12, uh, ACC. Who's going to win the national championship? I, I had, this was my top four, uh, including uh, Pac-12 and Big 10 heading into the season. Oh, okay. So Cle- Clemson, Ohio State. Alabama and Oregon, believe it or not. So it's not a bad pick. Yeah. So, you know, Ohio State and Oregon are out. So that would default, I think. I'm trying to think who was after that. I didn't have Oklahoma. I had them like seven or eight. Really? So I, had, I had like Georgia up there. Uh, certainly no other. Oh, I had Penn State in the top seven, too. So I guess it's down to. Again, at Oklahoma has to be included. Texas, uh, Texas not included, but uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and Clemson. Does anybody aside those schools have a chance to win the national championship? Have a chance. I think Penn State has a chance, even without Micah Parsons. Okay, wait. No, we're talking about reality now, not fantasy world. You don't um, think they're? You don't think they're going to no, be no, no, no. everywhere? We're talking about the season, though. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They're not playing at Penn State. I don't know if you heard. Well, I, the parents are at the Big Ten, so it could change any second. <laughs> it's not going to change. <laughs> no, so out of who's left, out of those three conferences, there's, there's one school I'm waiting for you to say, and we could debate them, but Georgia? Florida. Alabama. There you go. So here's the thinking. You know, it's going to be... Obviously, Alabama and LSU in the West, Georgia yes. and Florida in the East. Uh, if there is some sort of playoff, which who knows if there's even going to be a playoff yeah. or anything like that. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if they went to an eight-team playoff, believe it or not. Less teams, more in the playoff. Uh, who knows? There's just no predictability as to what they're going to do. But, um, you know, those two, one of those two teams that wins that division and wins the SEC if they play even an SEC championship game will be in the, in the playoff. Um, can Oklahoma get there? Can Oklahoma get there? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oklahoma could get there. Why wouldn't they? They're going to just saying somebody's going to be left. I mean, well, no, they'll take two SEC teams, the big one ACC and one big 12. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
I mean, yeah. I guess it's so, so it's Clemson. So, so we could say the playoff right now. Yeah, it's Clemson, the winner of Oklahoma. Georgia, Florida, the winner of Alabama, LSU, and Clemson and Oklahoma. Um, hmm. No, I, well, I mean, I guess you could say it that way, but I would say it's, it's Clemson, Oklahoma, and then the two teams that make it to the SEC championship. Sorry, I was drinking my cachava. Did, uh, um, didn't I just say that, Dave Barry? Well, no, you said the winner of Alabama LSU. I mean, what if what if Auburn runs the table with Bo Nix under center? What if AM runs the table? Oh no, Kellen Mond is their quarterback. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Bo, Bo Nix can run the table, but Kellen Mond can't. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's gonna be interesting to see and hopefully, you know, with with this situation, maybe maybe it'll even the playing field a little bit. You just don't know. I mean, yeah. there could be a a spike where, you know, 10 key players at Alabama are missing for a key game or something like that. So, And I um, think Texas could beat Oklahoma. I mean, Ellinger is back. Um, they have skilled yeah. players. Uh, it's, 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 not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Let's no, it's not. I mean, I think Oklahoma State is more of a challenge. Yeah, I do too. I think Oklahoma State's a little bit of a sleeper, but Gundy always seems to be very, you know, not up to it when it comes well, to the, the big games. Ten games a lot. I mean, you just you know, it's hard to beat Oklahoma, and you know, Oklahoma's got Rattler, and we'll see how good Rattler is. He's a five star. Oh, we'll, we'll see, see how good he is. You think he's going to be awesome? I think he's going to be. I think he's the perfect fit for that offense, just like Kyler Murray was. Yeah, I think he's going to be awesome too. He can't run like Kyler Murray though. No, but. But what, what we saw of him running, he was hesitant. Once he gets comfortable and takes some shots and all those kinds of things, I think he's going to be very, very good. And will they have a defense? Uh, that's the other good question. Um, probably not. I mean, yeah, Grinch will make them serviceable. But as we saw when Oklahoma plays real teams like, you know, LSU, things go off very fast <laughs> But then people will point to, you know, the Big 12 and bowl games against SEC teams, and they do pretty well. But yeah. I do remember the Oklahoma-Georgia game was a bit of a shootout. Um, what was that, two years ago? Yeah, yes, I believe yeah. so. So, and again, had they had a defense, they probably would have won that game. So, you know, I, I just, it's going to come down to Clemson and the SEC if we eliminate the Big 12. Yeah. yeah, they'll be in there, but so they're not going to win. Which is a shame because Ohio State is probably the best yeah. in the country. Well, or second best. You know, right there. You know, they're loaded. Their wide receivers are amazing. They've got great offensive line. Justin Fields is special. They have question at running back. You know, so we'll see about that because Dobbins is gone, and I'm not sure, you know, if Master, Master Teague. Teague or Yeah, he's good. I don't know if he's Dobbins, and I don't know how good Trace Sermon is. Uh, right. You know. It's been a couple of years since he's been the guy. Uh, defense, you know, obviously they're missing some pieces from last year, but they'll still be loaded uh, on the defensive side of the ball. But Clemson's loaded, too. I mean, the big question for Clemson is wide receiver, I guess, because Justin Ross is out. But, you know, with Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, and, you know, you do have a couple of wide receivers that are set to – to step up, including one of your West Coast guys, Nada. Yeah. Um, and their defense is, is loaded as well. Um, yep. 
you know, so I think that would be a good matchup. Now, Clemson fans will point to the fact that they just, you know, beat Ohio State in the playoff all the time. And, you know, until they they get over that hump, I still got to think Clemson's the best team. Yeah, no argument there. And Alabama's going to be pretty pretty good, too. Um, if you Yeah, quarterback is the question there. Um, you know, what's so funny is when we were doing that question about Nick Saban saying the JV comment, I looked at their starters across the board. They could literally, their almost their entire offense could be gone if they had if they had to move to the spring season. Um, you know. Yeah, Waddle, Devonta Smith, Najee Harris, <laughs> Najee Harris, almost the entire offensive line. And you know, Mac Jones right now, even if he jumped out after like playing four or five good games, he'd probably be like a third or fourth rounder. Yeah, he would you be know, taken. So, yeah, so he would have to make a decision. Um, yeah, the offensive line is loaded the defense is a question there for sure uh and the quarterback position you know yeah. they got a lot of young talented defensive guys and they've got guys like moses coming back from injury and such but um yeah i think the most talented roster in college football is alabama and i would probably say second to that is ohio state and third is clemson yeah um, the difference to me is trevor lawrence i think he's just a, a notch better than Justin Fields, and he's, you know, five times better than Mac Jones. So that's why I would give them the edge there. Uh, but, you know, again, we'll see if any of this stuff happens. So let's talk recruiting. Let's talk a couple of commitments. Gunnar Stockton, great name for quarterback, yes. goes to South Carolina in the 2022 class, and Quinn Ewers goes to Texas. Um, Stockton. Uh, has been sort of compared by Chad Simmons, our Southeast guy, to Jake Fromm. Uh, and yours has been compared by our competition to Trevor Lawrence. So uh, <laughs> your, your thoughts? <laughs> well, I, the Jake Fromm comparison might have like a negative connotation now after the, the, the narrative has become that Jake Fromm's sort of sucked. But even every year he got better at Georgia and put up better numbers. And... Um, I think that's a great comparison. A guy that isn't going to make mistakes, isn't going to completely blow you away with his arm talent down the field, but a guy who's going to run an offense. In terms of South Carolina, that's one of the biggest commitments they've had in recent years, especially uh, on offense. Obviously, the side of the ball that has been a major problem for Will Muschamp the entire time that he's been there. Um, they just don't have they just don't have playmakers. I mean, they just need more playmakers. And well, every step forward takes you know takes a step back. I mean, they get a great commitment, and then <laughs> their five star running back blows out his knee. Yeah, it's just yeah. like no, I know. it's hard for them to get ahead. And you know, quarterback play to me, I mean, they had Bentley who was a four star. They had Helensky who was a four star. Like they've had guys that have been highly rated and Stockton's a four star. He's a higher four star than those guys were. Yeah. Um, but still he's a four star and I'm not sure if he has the arm strength or all uh, the intangibles uh, to be a five star, but I just don't know. You know, it's a great get for them for sure, but man, they seem snake bit or just when one thing's working and another thing's not, it's kind of like yep. a golf game. You know, mm. like when I'm, when I'm hitting off the tee, well, my irons are dead. And then See, when I'm slicing into the woods, my irons are on point. You're, you're out there so often that you would think you'd be better. You know, I know that's the running joke at Rivals. <laughs> is that I don't work 
and I want golfing all the time. And I want to say that that's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> how could I not work? I mean, Jesus, I gotta, I gotta deal with you. You're a maniac. Yeah, you're, you're, you, you got problems. You got serious, serious problems. Like, you know, I come back. I took my neighbor for golf yesterday for his birthday, and I come back and. I don't know. There's always like five things that Gorney's doing and texting me and he's calling me before the golf course asking about three and out rules. And then I get back and there's emails and stuff that have to be put in the COVID blog. And yes, it's not difficult to do, but it's just, it is nonstop. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living, Mike. <laughs> uh, you're working <laughs> nine to five a.m. <laughs> yeah, you're working 7 a.m. to like midnight every day. <laughs> you need some life work balance. Yeah. Have you ever thought about golfing? With your short stature, uh, you would be funny to watch. You know what's so sad is um, after I broke my arm in January, when I try to swing like a golf club, it like kills. <laughs> so. Well, you're reaching the age where things start to fall apart. <laughs> Once you I get used 40. Play, I used to play tennis a lot when I lived in Florida, but I don't have a tennis partner now. So That's because you have no friends because you don't leave the house. <sighs> yeah, that's also part of it. Well, this, com anyways. this coming from a man who has to shed all of his, his social engagements. <laughs> what social engagements am I shedding? I'm saying uh, you're not surrounded by friends, are you? Oh, my. Every day's a party. <laughs> Every day. So, All right, let's talk Quinn Ewers. Trevor Lawrence, he is not. Let's stop with that. If the comparison doesn't even really make sense. I mean, Trevor Lawrence no. is like 6'5", 220, and Quinn Ewers is 6'3", 185. He's skinny. Eh, he's like 6'2 and a half, and Lawrence was about 6'5". Yeah, I, I get that they're both smart quarterbacks. They're both very accurate quarterbacks. They could both move. Lawrence, more mobile, even though people will laugh at that. But they're not laughing anymore after he ran that touchdown against Ohio State. Yeah, he um, can move, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It was like, this kid can run, yeah, you know. And and he's also just got, he's got better arm strength. Yours has a good arm, for sure. He's got a better release. Um, now, again, this is unfair because he's the best quarterback I've ever seen at the high well, school that's, level. Well, that's, that's the thing, and I, that's what I was just going to bring up. I, I can't stand when – and it's not just any other company. It's everybody does this. Um, okay, let's make a comparison. Okay, he, this kid reminds me of Peyton Manning, or this kid reminds me of Barry Sanders. It's like, all right, let's pick the greatest players of all time and compare them to a high school junior it's a it's a little bit of a stretch well i do it too but what i try not to do is to every other year come up with a generational talent yeah um and that's what bothers me a little bit competition wise is you know leonard fournette was the greatest thing since adrian peterson now trayvon uh henderson is the greatest thing since you know adrian peterson and yeah you know, you got to compare guys that are similar, and you also have to have comparisons that are somewhat realistic, and they don't always have to like pan out. Who's the Who's the tall wide receiver, the six foot five skinny kid out west? T Mac Miller. 
Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. But who did I write that he compared? Kyle to... Prater. Right. Kyle Prater was a massive bust, but he was an amazing high school football player. Yeah. Freaky. Um, did you go to Gridiron Kings that year? I believe I did. Was that the year that um, the cell phones didn't work? And then we went to the place and you ordered uh, a cheesesteak and she put it in the microwave because it was a frozen <laughs> cheesesteak? No, that, that was Top Gun. Oh. <laughs> when Sharif Floyd was out by the edge of the dock with the crocodiles trying to get one bar <laughs> right. on his cell phone. And you had guys like Ronald Powell and Cyrus Quandro, I think, was there. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Keenan Allen in those yeah. days in, in the land in the middle of nowhere with no cell phone. Uh, yeah, that was rough. Ronald, yeah, Ronald, there was other guys there too, like big name guys. Robert, yeah, Frisch that was, was a, there. That was an awesome yeah. event. Yeah, and we went to that Pirates Cove or whatever it was called. Yeah, and, it, and there was a do, there was a note on the door that said to keep your firearms in your car. Yeah, and we went there a couple times, and I think I got what did I get? You got a you got a Philly cheesesteak, but and, and I got the ham and cheese and and Greg Ladke got something else, but they weren't sandwiches. They were just like the frozen kind of right. kind of like uh, hot pockets. And then yes. you you asked for mayonnaise, and she brought out like the industrial sized tub with a knife, <laughs> and then I said, Mike, is that enough? Yeah, which I appreciated because yeah, right. I was able to take my entire sandwich and put it into the tub. Yeah, you just dipped the thing. Yeah, rub it around, nice. you know, and completely cover it in mayonnaise, <laughs> which is healthy. Um, yeah, no, this was uh, Gridiron Kings at Disney. It was a great seven-on-seven -seven tournament that they used to have. They only did it for like three years. Yeah, I was probably uh, there. The problem was they didn't put any numbers on anybody. Mm. <laughs> so it was great. A, a problem that continues more than a decade later. I uh, know, but it was it was it was almost like our own facial recognition software. Right. So you had to figure out who was who, and and it was you know difficult because a lot of the kids, but you know, were, were like I'd never seen them before. So I was like, oh, so I got to figure out who Matt Elam is. So <laughs> I remember somebody I forget who it was from USA Today, brought like a little placard and he had it laminated and it had like headshots of each kid. Oh, that's actually smart. It was smart until he was holding them up next to the kid's face. <laughs> 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 so he would go up to the kid and he'd hold up the, and these are like mug shot, yeah. you know, headshot. And he's holding them up and he's like, oh, is this you? And it was so anyways it was a good tournament though and Kyle Prater went off and he was amazing and he was yeah. like six foot five and he was skinny and uh he just never panned out he's a videographer no. now he transferred to Northwestern didn't didn't do much there yeah. he's a videographer now and he's running his own film company but but you can't compare him to everybody who's great you know like yeah you Walter can't say Nolan. he's Julio Jones yeah I mean Walter Nolan reminds me of Sheldon Richardson okay right. Sheldon Richardson was a very very good player at Missouri. He, I think he was a first-round pick. He was LK in the NFL. Not great. Yeah. I think he got in trouble driving 140 miles an hour or something like that. Um, but he was a great high school football player. So Quinn Ewers, you know, this is not a slam on him. He's the number six player in the country, and everybody thinks that's too low, and you guys suck, and you're morons. <laughs> everybody else has him number one in the country, and he's a, he's a generational talent. And this is what I say about, you know, Chase Young was not a generational talent. Why? Because 
the Boza brothers, you know, were two, three years apart from him. Yeah, and Clowney was a generational talent. We've never seen somebody like Clowney in high school. Right. So they Clowney was, was very good player. He was 2000, what, 10? And then yes. Trevor Lawrence was 2019 or 2018, 2018. So, yeah, those are the two guys. You know, and Adrian Peterson was 2004. Yeah. He was, he was the best running back that I've ever seen. So, you know, you got to space it out a little bit. But now we live in an age where you get these young whippersnappers coming in and they all want to compare somebody to somebody great and, and be that first guy to make that comparison. And I think it's stupid. Can um, I make an argument about why Quinn Ewers is too low? Too low at six? Yes. Yeah, I didn't read your factor fishing because I don't read your part. So go ahead. Okay. So here's the reason why. Because six for a quarterback is basically no man's land. So you're either one, two, or three, or you're 20. Because in the draft, guys are go quarterbacks are, you know, last four years in a row or whatever, four or three. Three, I think. Mayfield, Burrow, Murray. Well, who was before that? I don't oh, remember. Miles Garrett. That's right. Miles Garrett. Okay, so yeah, so in in the last six drafts, the a quarterback has been taken three or higher every year, except once. So if recent history is any indication of future outcomes, then Ewers should be in the top three. If we're if we're if we're putting our money on Ewers, if we're stacking our chips on Ewers as the number one quarterback in this class, just by default, he should be in the top three. Well, again, if that's your theory, then the quarterback should be number one every year, period. Not every year, but he should no, be up there. Year. He should be in the like, top well, one or two. Okay, like 16 of the last 20 NFL drafts, the quarterback's gone number one. I just made that up, but that's about right. <laughs> but, I mean, we do have positional importance. I mean, we, we say we that do. about defensive ends. and Well, guards. And, I mean, defensive ends and defensive tackles are, are positional importance. Uh, cornerbacks have a positional importance. That's why Stingley was number one his year. Yeah. But you can't always make a quarterback number one, especially if you do, you're going to look stupid. Because I'm not, I'm not saying we should make a quarterback one every year. I'm just saying if, if we're putting our money on Quinn Ewers as the number one quarterback in the class, he should be at least in the top three. Yeah, but it could be a crappy class. Remember the class where Philip Sims was the number one quarterback? I do. And then your, your, your boy Jake Heaps was number two? Wow, that was... Uh... Well, Sims was in the 50s. Yeah. And Heaps was low. So that year stunk at quarterback. No, but and, I'm. But, but, we're, but based we don't on your. quarterback year, though. Yeah, well, based on what you said, now I, I think you're, I think you're uh, contradicting yourself. No, what I'm saying is if we think it's a crappy quarterback year, then drop them. That's fine. It is. If we don't think somebody's going to He's not round. a crappy quarterback. But if we think yours is, is a potential first round pick, and he should be in the top three just based on history of quarterbacks being drafted. So Quinn Ewers is good, yeah, but he's not number one to me. No. no. Now, again, this is our first numerical ranking of 2022. He could end up being number one. Yes. For sure. But when I saw Walter Nolan's film, I was like, okay, wow. This kid's nuts. You know. And Sheldon Richardson wasn't number one in the country his year. So, you know, it'll all flesh out. We'll see. Um Luckily, so far, there aren't any 2022 five stars that I know of that anybody completely disagrees with. We've got that issue in 2021, and I blame myself because 
I put Tyreek Sapp up at five stars, and nobody agreed, and now he's down to four. Yeah. And Corey Collier is five stars, and we'll see what he is next week when we release. But on the flip side, I had James Williams at five star, and nobody agreed, and we dropped him to four as well, and he could be a five. So we got a lot of problems in 2021 because I'm sticking my nose in. Um, but I'm going to tell you, in 2022, I'm going to I'm going to be even worse. As I get older and creep towards Alzheimer's, you're going to start seeing some weird stuff. Well, I think I, I think we have. I think one of the problems we have when we rank is it's way harder to drop a five to four. And then we know some high fours should be fives and we don't want to pull the trigger on them. That's kind of been a, like a thing, an issue for, for years. Like a JC Latham is a guy that is clearly should be in the five-star discussion. Um, yeah. Probably more. Well, I, mean, I, I agree with you. And we do have some, some analysts are more conservative than others. Uh, and, and it's always going to be a problem. I mean, you know, this group of analysts we have, this is no different than the arguments. Well, it is different. The arguments we had in the mid-2000s were just ugly. That was, yeah, there was, there was a hatred. There was a, yeah, there was a lot of name-calling. There was a lot of hatred. There were a lot of physical threats. Um, so Sometimes we were in the same room, like, in Nashville, and things would get real ugly, um, you know. So I think everybody sort of like just understands each person's uh, strategy when it comes yeah. to rankings. And I try to, you know, try to nudge people along. Yeah. Uh, if they are too conservative or calm them down, they're a little over the top. And yeah, you know, we all know internally who I'm talking about for both of those. But <laughs> but anyways. Um, 2021 is next week. I think yep. that'll be interesting. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's not a every, uh, every Thursday deep dive, but, you know, we did allow ourselves to go back and, and, and look again, because like I said, a lot of the California kids that you ranked in February and we couldn't really move in May aren't going to play this season. So, I mean, we just have to go back and look at them again and see yeah. if we missed anything. And not only that, but there have been some events that have been going on around the country. Yeah, too. no, we've definitely, you know, Elite 11 and, and a lot of camps and some seven-on-seven seven events and stuff like that. And, you know, my point is we're just – we're not doing it every week. Right. No, no, no. This is not going to be an every week rankings update based on secret video that has been acquired. Um, I saw the secret video. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Was it compelling? No. No. It was the same, like video. <laughs> the same type of you know, the same type of video that originally led to an initial ranking. And right. what, what we're talking about is a particular person who moved up in the ranking somewhere else after they had committed to a certain school based on secret video that they had obtained. And uh, I found it humorous. Um you know, that that was actually even written, you know, just do it. Don't, don't try to excuse it with secret video. Right. Like this secret video that's so good. We can't let anybody see it. Like, like this player of mine is so good that right. I'm going to not release his video. Right. Just in case there's a uh, global, global pandemic, pandemic. A health crisis. And yeah. then I'll release the video. 
so yep. he can get a bump in the rankings. Right. You know, over the last 25 years or whatever, since I've been doing this, I think everybody holds back their super best secret stuff. video that's really, really good in case right. there's a global pandemic. Well, Dave and, and Latke have done that for years. They've, they've shot video, <laughs> but the good stuff they've kept back just in case. Yeah. They need to release Yeah, we only we only put out crappy video. That's, that's the priority. You got to hold the other stuff in case there's a, a pandemic. So yeah, I get I it. never know. It's, it's understandable for sure, but I saw the secret video and I was not overly impressed. Now, I like this kid. Yeah. Player. You know, maybe we do have him under rank, but secret video is, man, I mean. It's a hard sell. It is a hard sell. And you know what? I don't know. I've sold some things over the years, but that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to be doing that. We don't okay. have any secret video. Um, I don't know what we're going to do in the season, though. Like, you know, Virginia's not playing. So, you know, these kids are going to get together and, you know, have like backyard football games or whatever. They're going to do something. So yes. the next, next, I think, will be backyard uh, video. That's the other thing I've been following because I'm from Northeast Pennsylvania originally, and I've been following the PIAA's ruling on this. And the governor there, Democrat Tom Wolf, um, doesn't want them playing high school sports in the fall, even though numbers are dramatically lower. I mean, almost to nothing. And the PIAA, the, the Interscholastic Sports, whatever, association there, says, look, if they're not going to play organized football, they're still going to go out and play with their friends and be around people. I mean, this yep. isn't going to stop all interaction. So why don't we have them in, you know, semi-closed environments where coaches can monitor and, and, you know, doctors can be around? I mean, just because you say no fall sports doesn't mean kids are just going to stay home. And so, I don't know. We'll see how it all plan- plans out. Like California, yep. another run by Democrat Gavin Newsom, who's done doing, Dave, would you say a phenomenal job or, or overly phenomenal job in this state, which can't even provide power to its people when it gets hot outside? Um, oh, you yeah, guys are I'm a not, mess. I'm not touching that. Connecticut, Connecticut has been one of the best states in the country when it comes to handling this. What is it, far. 74 there, Mike? Oh, no, it's 88 today. It's 88 at night here. It's like 104 and 5. Oh, oh, it's so hot in California. It's a dry heat, though. It's no humidity. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But I I will say, you know, that the overreaction of canceling, you know, high school football and college football and all that stuff, uh, the ramifications are going to be, you know, very, very difficult to overcome. Yes. uh, from, From a financial standpoint uh at the college level uh but i did talk to a few people i don't think the december signing period is going to be uh is going to go away really I think it's, yeah i think it's going to stay um i think you know a lot of the kids who have committed know where they want to go they're done yeah yeah and if you don't want to sign you don't have to um and a lot of them will want to sign in december so they're going to roll in january especially a big 10 pac 12 so they can play right away but that's also a very good point. The biggest issue, though, is going to be how how amazingly funny, in a sad way, it's going to be that coaches run players off of their team because you know they're going to have to run 
kids off of the program. See, I'm not program. so I'm not so sure though. I think that the like the scholarship limitation thing might just go away for a year. Well, they're definitely going to address that and they're going to extend it temporarily, I'm sure. Right. You know, whether it's 115 instead of 85, I don't know what it's going to be. Right. But with recruiting, when you're juggling 2021, yeah, and then you're juggling 2022, and you've got a senior who's coming back who gets that year of extra eligibility who is not nearly as good as everybody else, uh, let's just say that dude better not wear sandals to the meeting, you know, <laughs> because he's going to be booted off the team so fast. Well, I mean, and that's going to be more liability and lawsuits. There are just so many unknowns and complications. Like that's one situation that that could present itself. Another situation is, all right, I'm a quarterback who wants to sign this year with whatever school, and the guy in front of me is a sophomore. So I'll sit for one year. He'll be off to the NFL. I'll step in. But now it might be there's the potential that that guy could be there for three years <laughs> instead of the potential for one or two. Well, and that's now, the that other thing. Further complicates that, that in a major way. Well, and you're also you got 2021 20, kids that are committed to schools, right? That the expectation was player X is going to be gone. Yeah. But now player X is getting an extra year of eligibility, and you're not sure if that particular player is going to come out early or not. And but you can't take other visits, so you're stuck. So what do you do? I think they will extend the February signing period into late spring and that's where visits will occur you know during the winter and into the spring and then kids will have to make their decisions but yeah 2021 and 2022 kids have to look much more carefully and they won't they no. just won't but no. they should look much more carefully at the rosters that they're going on to um more than any other class in the history of classes um but it's not going to happen so the transfer portal that oh. magical portal crank it up know, is going to blow up and it just started with some pac 12 guys like the schoolers are, are you know tweeted they're they're not in yeah. it yet but they said they're going and yeah it's washington state lost a couple key guys and um it's just started well that's uh, the thing it's guys and the, sc the schooler situation is not that they want to transfer to play next fall they want to they want to transfer to a school right now, yeah, play in the fall, and then be ready for the NFL draft. I know. And that's, that's I, I, listen, I respect that. It's great. But again, you go back to roster management. Yeah. When you've got these, the NCAA has not said anything about, uh, you know, expansion of scholarships. So uh, who was it? Olmstead just, he just transferred, John Olmstead, the offensive lineman. He got in the transfer portal at Notre Dame. From what I understand, Notre Dame is at 85 scholarship football players right now. Mm -hmm. So if a kid wants to transfer to Notre Dame, aside from the academic hurdles that are always yeah. there, right. that take time at Notre Dame, right? You know that don't take place at other schools, they don't have any room for anybody. Uh, what's new on 90? You don't watch the other way. You should start. No, I've I've limited how much uh, how much I can no. take of that show. It's too much. Uh, I watch regular ninety day, happily ever after, and before the ninety yeah. days. That's where I'm cutting I, it off. No, I, I was also thinking like you, and then I dove into 
the other way this year, and it's really fascinating. <laughs> Plus, in my you know my little groups, I have to talk about it, so I have to be educated. How about how about this? The Russian guy goes to apologize to Chuck and Charlie, and they don't accept his apology. <laughs> well, it wasn't a great apology either. Well, there is a language barrier there. It's not a language barrier. He's just a cyborg, horrible human being. Yes, he is. Who doesn't care about anything. But again, you know that that whole family has legal issues. Yes, I did read that. So they're sniffing around his background. And meanwhile, there's a mugshot of everybody in the family. So <laughs> that's a little weird. I think Sinjin is a raging alcoholic. Oh, I think he is. I think he legitimately has alcohol problems. He doesn't like his marriage, and he wants to be in South Africa. That's like the holy trinity of a divorce coming up. Yeah. Um, so that one's not going to work out. You know what I was surprised by, Mike? Angela called off the wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was surprised about how much stuff she can hold in her bra. Yeah, the cigarettes and the phone, and there's still plenty of room in there. <laughs> I don't know what happened to purses, but she's not into those. But yeah, no. I, Michael is an extremely patient person. He's an angel. Yeah, because I mean, things are bad over there for sure, but he could find another American. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think he wants to start over. No, I mean, at this point, you're three years in. You might as well just stay with See, it. See, what you're missing on the other way is Paul and Karini. Remember them? No, no. Oh, no, they're on. Oh, wait. Is that not the other way? Yeah. No, Paul and Karini are on the regular oh, one where right. they they're live in, in the shack. I get and, confused. And so Paul's mother you, keeps blaming Paul for everything. Did you see the way he runs? <laughs> yes, it was definitely uh, a That's... little stiff. One of the greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I've 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 seen over the years a few football players run like that. Yeah, um, yeah, but they were not you know kids that weren't invited to the camps and showed up. Yeah. Um, but he really looked like he had to go to the bathroom. Maybe he did. I mean, I've run that way before, you know, <laughs> but not my normal running, but. That was that was the best takeaway from there, and and she's clearly suffering from postpartum depression, and nobody she, recognizes yeah. that at all. She has postpartum depression, and she's extremely homesick because she had visions of America that are not of the Louisville trailer park variety. And, and who are we missing? Which which which? which? Are we missing one. Karini uh, and Paul, Angela, yeah. the Russians. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, there's definitely one we're missing. Hold on. Let me pull that up. I watched the show. I know. And then I forget who's on it. 90 Day Fiance. See, you got to watch the other way so you can watch Cheese Stick. <laughs> Cheese Stick. <laughs> Happily ever after. Oh, uh, how could we forget Colty? Oh, my gosh. How could we forget him? Larissa, I have no interest in. That storyline is going nowhere. Yeah, she's she's annoying. Yeah. She just keeps having uh, procedures done over and over again. I love when Colt is in the airport bidding goodbye to his girlfriend going flying back to Vegas from Brazil. And his mother's in the corner begging. Don't, 
Don't propose. Please don't. Don't 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 propose. Don't propose. Please don't. Yeah, she's creepy. Yeah, that mother is a little too close. There's something creepy there. And then Osuelo. Oh, I mean, I don't. I don't even know what's appropriate to say. Right, I know. I I want to tread lightly on this. Well, me too. He's not a smart person. Right. And I understand cultural things about giving money to your parents and stuff. But when you tell your mother that you don't have enough money for your kids and then she's like, "Okay, where's my thousand dollars? There's a little bit of a disconnect there, you know. But yeah, but he's also I mean, he's just very not smart. No, he's no, he's not, you know, annoyingly so. Yeah. Yeah. Like a child almost. But some people feel sorry for him because. He doesn't fit in in America, and he doesn't get the love of his Samoan family. I'm like, I don't feel sorry for him. No, he's, new, he's a moron. He, he better uh, better wake up here, because Kalani is not in it for the long haul if this continues. He's got to stop working at the yogurt shop to get a job that pays for his kids. Yeah, he's got a lot to offer. Yeah, what's he gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, you let's throw this throw up. axes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another interesting podcast. Yeah. On that note, we will see everybody again next week. <laughs>